This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Steph. Thanks for joining us for another Wine Wednesday where we talk weekly about everything going on in our lives from weight loss, relationships, dating, pop culture, and so much more. Hey, Steph. Happy Wine Wednesday. Happy Wine Wednesday. What's been going on? Um, Not much. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> a little, it's a little late. Where have you been? <laughs> um, I had texted you this afternoon because I randomly finally had somebody reach out to me from one of the dealerships I've been bugging saying that they got two of the Kia EV6s in, which that's like one of the top electric cars I've been like interested in, but I had never seen one in person and I'm refused. And like I was sharing in last week's episode, I'm refusing to purchase a car that I've never seen in person or sat in, let alone test drive. But I actually got to see it in person and sit in it and drive it. So be, when oh, they exciting. said they had them in, I basically was like, Jeff, can we go like right after work? Cause I'm like, I, these, I guarantee these cars are going to be sold in the next, like probably 40 so the hours. Ones that they got in were ones like actually just like on the lot that could be bought by anybody. Like they weren't like ordered by. Yeah. Somebody. He said, um, they got, I think six in today and two of them weren't sold yet. Gotcha. So, so what, did, what did you think? What's the review? So um, it's actually really nice. So like before this, the only other um, electric car that I had um, sat in and looked at was the Tesla. And um, one of my complaints with the Tesla was I didn't feel like I, it was super comfortable. Like I felt like it was like a little more narrow than I wanted and things like that. But, um, this, what I felt like was way more comfortable. Um, it's so hard because everything is a computer. So it's like, I were like, when you're in a car, you can like look at the buttons and you can really see all of the bells and whistles. So I feel like now I need to do a little more research. Um, I had drove my car, like with the, like small chance I was going to want to purchase it like tonight. Um, knowing I probably wasn't going to, well, one, they lowballed me way lower offering me money for my car. So I need to, um, check with like CarMax and Carvana and see what they're willing to give me for my car. Um, and if not, I can, I didn't do any haggling. Like I just took everything at face value. And, um, so yeah, they were like, he was like, well, we'll give you this for your car. It was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Right. And then, um, <laughs> And then he gave us the pricing for like the two vehicles they had currently on the lot. And he basically said, 
um, just to let him know exactly. Because I had told him, like, because they were both black that they had, and I didn't want black. I really wanted, um, like, white or, like, a lighter color. And so he was like, just tell me everything you want. I'll figure out when we can get it. And he said most have been about three to four weeks, probably. So that's not awful. So I'm basically the financing at dealership. It sucks. Like none of the great deal, like if you had excellent credit, like that, like it wasn't unheard of to get the 0% APRs or the 1.9 APR. And it's like, he's like saying with excellent credit right now, I'm looking at like 2.7 to 2.9. And I'm like, that sucks. So I think my bank is doing around two. So I would probably finance through my bank. So there's just a lot I need to look at. Um, but I think I really liked the car. Um, he was still saying he was giving me the whole, like, these are the MSRP prices and we're looking at about five to 6,000 over that. And I immediately was like, well, that's not going to work for me. And he was like, well, we definitely can, can work the numbers and we'll see what we can do, blah, blah, blah. So I think they're going to be willing to go down a little bit, but I don't know how much I'll be able to get them to go down, but I at least feel good knowing that I liked the car, getting to drive it. It drove so nice. It was like the one I drove, like felt amazing. So, and I just got the information on, okay, like if I make the deposit, the car gets here and I don't like it once it's here. Like, so they just need like 2,500 to hold a car and it's completely refundable if I just, if I change my mind. So we'll see. I felt like I just rambled on about that for a long time. (laughs) is that car currently your top choice after seeing it or like what's your what's your like your top three order right now or like what are the top three cars you're looking at I don't have because I mean I went from thinking like I was set on the Telluride to now changing my mind thinking okay I think I want to go the electric route and um, there's not a lot of electric cars that I like really like that are in a budget of what I want to spend. Like this is already almost double what I've ever paid for a car, <laughs> like compared to oh, my wow. last car I purchased, whatever that was now, eight, nine years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, they're not cheap. Cars are not cheap. And no. I mean, when you think about it, yes, you you might spend more for a, an electric car, but you're going to be spending less for gas. So and maintenance and everything. So it could all work itself out too. So that's the other thing I'm keeping in mind is for California, or I don't even think it's California. I think this is a federal um, rebate, but um, so I didn't know this until this week. Like a lot of these electric cars, like um, advertise the $7,500 electric vehicle rebate. And, but every like manufacturer is only allotted so much of that rebate. So like if I bought a Tesla right now, I couldn't get that rebate. They have already tapped out of the rebate, but Kia still has them available. So that's also a perk is like next year, I would be able to apply for that rebate. So I don't know exactly what that means. If that just like comes to me in the form of like when my, I do my taxes, do I get a check for 7,500? I don't know how exactly how that works, but, um, that def- definitely helps in my mind thinking, okay, that's $7,500. Like that would be taken off of that price. I kind of can think of in that way, but. Well, and even gas, like I'm spending probably close to $300 a month. If, 
not more. I mean, I'm really bad at math. So I'm trying yeah. to do math in my head. Minimum $300 a month on gas right now. So there's that too, that you would like forever not have to worry about, you know? Exactly. And I did ask, um, I've been, that's like one question I've been asking my friends that drive like electric cars and stuff is I'm curious, like, okay, when you go to a, if you're at the mall or you're at a restaurant that has the, the electric charge station, like how much does that cost? And a lot of it does vary on location and time. I think it's kind of like Uber where like certain locations and certain times a day might be more money, but, um, like most places you could fill up for like $15 or something. So very, very cool. Like, I can't wait to hear more about the car saga. And I, I mean, it's definitely impressive because I feel like buying a car, you could easily be impulsive and just like go walk into a dealership and be like, it's shiny and new and pretty and I want it. And then just take it home. But I mean, there's, first of all, they're not on the lots like they used to be. So you have a harder time doing that now, but also like, you can tell you're definitely putting a lot of thought and research into your decision. So much money. I can't not like, I'm just like, I can't make a rash decision when spending that much money. So it's very true. Yeah. So a little more research to do. Got a lot of our questions answered. Um, cause even like, I mean, now we have to look into things about like completely changing over our electrics, electricity plug-in situation in the garage. If I want to be able to fast charge it versus like just the basic charge, it would take seven, eight hours charging it in my garage to get a full where I could get an upgraded charger and be able to do it in less than an hour and things like that. So Lots to look into. I feel like I could go on and on about this, but I really (laughs) liked, I really liked the car. It was a a cool looking car. It was super comfortable. Um, Like I said, because everything is digital and computers inside of it, like you don't just see everything at face value. You had to play around. So I feel like I need to like find a YouTube video that kind of breaks down more of that so I can kind of see more of what's offered, but I'll keep y'all updated what I decide. Yes, you will. So um, remembering some of our chat from last week, I know um, you guys were supposed to go to your um, brother-in-law's birthday party and Joey was going to meet your ex-brother and sister-in-law. Well, Jordan was going to meet my ex-brother. What did I say, Joey? (laughs) I was like, oh no, Joey was never supposed to be there. (laughs) Um, yeah, so we went to that. It was, um, fun. I never felt weird about it until we were in the car. And then I was just like, like, you know how sometimes when you like introduce two friend groups together or like two friends and you just, you kind of have this like stress that you put on yourself that nobody else is putting on you, like obsessively making sure both of them are okay. Like you're taking time with both and like, so I had a little bit of like that anxiety going into it of like, I want him to be comfortable and I want them to be comfortable. And like, like I want to spend time with him and them and make everybody happy. And yeah, so there was a little bit of that, but like, he never really came off, um, nervous leading up to it. Um, he was like a little bit quiet when we were there, but I think it's just because he like showed up to a party and didn't know anybody. Like I was quiet too, you know? Um, but yeah, they met, they, it was really, really good. It was a party. So you know, my ex sister-in-law and her husband were busy going around to everybody at the party. So we weren't necessarily talking to them the whole time, but they got the meeting done with, 
they're huggers. So they got the hugs done. We got to talk for a little bit. We like made plans to go to a brewery sometime soon. And then, um, we really spent most of our time at the party. My, my oldest nephew is, I think he's 22. So he just thinks I'm like the coolest. He's thought I'm like the coolest his entire life. And so (laughs) now that he's like an adult and like, it's not that it wasn't fun hanging out with him before, but it's, it's just different when they become adults. It's like you relate more, you know? And so I don't think I knew you had an older nephew. Yeah. So my sister-in-law has two um, kids. She has a 22 year old. So the Marine, and that's the one I've known like basically his whole life since he was going into kindergarten. I met him the summer before kindergarten. And then um, they ended up adopting a little boy about seven years ago, I think. And Uh that is um, my godson. So that's probably who you see who you've seen like me post about more because he's there all the time and he's just adorable. But, um, yeah, my, the nephew that's a Marine lives up in other, uh, Northern California. He's on base up there. And so I see him a little bit less, but we spent some time with him and his girlfriend. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So it, it was, it went well. I'm glad we got it over with like, they're comfortable. He's comfortable. We can, make plans in the future to do things. And we got like that first awkward step over with. Well, that's good. I know it's, it's definitely like a weird situation, but like you said, I think it's more like our own pressure we put on ourselves than anything else. So it was, so how was your weekend? You had your Vegas trip. Oh, we had our Vegas trip. It was fun. It was like, I mean, going to Vegas with Jeff is just like, easy peasy it's just I mean meaning he just doesn't care what we do like he's good with no plan like we're not like with a huge like well this is him with everything in life but like (laughs) I'm used to Vegas having like full reservations and everything like super planned out because it's if you want to go anywhere decent you usually have to have a reservation there um it was super crazy like we got so we went Sunday to Tuesday we got there Sunday and immediately like the Ubers to leave the airport just to get to the strip, which you've been to Vegas. The airport is not far from the strip. It's like right there. And Ubers were like $40. And we're like, what the heck is going on right now? So you're like, you want to walk <laughs> basically. So we ended up, we like waited. We kept like checking and comparing like Uber and Lyft. And it was still like probably like 30 bucks. And then we're like talking to our Uber driver and apparently on Sunday was the billboard music awards <laughs> at MGM. Uh-huh. And so it was like crazy busy Ubers on Sunday were absolutely insane. So it kind of changed our plan of, cause we were usually used to just like bouncing around to like some random places and stuff. And, um, but I was like, every Uber we were like trying to get was going to be like 30 bucks. It was like ne- never like less than that. Oh no. So yeah, there's plenty to do where you are. So I, I would have done the same. Well, we thing. had already left and we were, um, cause it was also just like super crowded everywhere at the casinos. And then, cause we were staying at park MGM, which is like directly across from MGM. So I'm sure like our just area of the strip was even more so crowded, but we had, um, Jeff had wanted to go get like beers at Hofbrau. So we had Ubered there and then we were able to find a decently cheap Uber to, cause they like let you now, I don't know if it's Uber or Lyft, but it's like, if you're willing to wait, 
Like they yes. take like $5 off. So we were just like, we're sitting here like hanging out at the bar. Like we don't care. So we like did the cheapest option and waited a little longer and it still like came really quick. But, um, and then his friend met up with us at our next stop and he ended up dri- driving us around. Um, I would say my biggest disappointment was we went to that area 15, um, which everybody had been like recommending and stuff. I didn't get the hype. Um, I, (laughs) we paid an obnoxious amount of money to do the meow wolf, uh, Omega Mart, whatever thing it was called. Um, which a lot of people hyped up. And I mean, it was cool. It was fine. But for $55 a person, I didn't find it that great. <laughs> was it just like one of those Instagrammy places where you go to take pictures or like what's there? So we definitely, I mean, it's all so inside the place, there's like a cool bar, lots of virtual reality stuff. Um, there's a barcade. There's, um, some mini golf place. There's like some ax throwing. Um, there's like all sorts of just different interactive type stuff to do some stuff. I didn't even understand what it was, um, (laughs) which makes me feel old. But the one thing that everyone kept talking about was doing the, um, Omega Mart, like walkthrough thing, which we didn't do it to its full capacity. I think we're supposed to be like solving something or figuring something out. I don't know. We just walked through all the crazy rooms and stuff. And I mean, like I said, it was cool, but like, I felt like it should have been like $25. Cool. Yeah. It should have been like half that. So, <laughs> but it killed well, a couple. How was all the food? What food places did you end up going to? Um, so my favorite was definitely best friend. That was, um, a Korean barbecue place. That's at our hotel park MGM. That was one that my friend had recommended us going to. Um, so that was probably the, I made that reservation like over a month ago. Um, it's by the same guy who started Kogi barbecue, which is like a super huge popular food truck out here in SoCal. And, um, the food was seriously so good. Our service was amazing. It was just like a cool vibe. Like it was just a really cool spot. Can't recommend it enough. We had like a really good dinner there. So and you shared a reel for that place. So maybe when this episode airs, we can post it on Wom's so everything. Yeah. And the sh- even about. the chef liked it. So oh <laughs> chef they liked it. So. Over here. But um that was like a really good spot. Um we kind of were just lazy with stuff. Like we ended up going to um we did like Primrose for brunch one day, which their brunch was really good. Cute little spot also at our hotel. We did our tiki bar we like. We actually did that two days in a row. How fun. <laughs> yeah, we did it like the first day. And then the next day, Jeff was like, we love golden tiki and we don't get to come here very often. Like, do you want to just like go hit up that happy hour over there again? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Cause it's like, it's a pretty quick ride from the, from the strip. So we went okay. back over there. Um, both days trying to think of what else I was feeling like kind of crappy the first night um so we were kind of just going around and checking out different casinos I don't know it was fun we had a good time it was it was nice because it was like super low-key it wasn't I don't miss the whole getting like super dressed up going out at 10 p.m and 
like we were bad at 10 p.m we were back in our room by like 11 o'clock both nights <laughs> yeah that, that's the dream it, well and it's funny because like sometimes I'll watch people's Instagram stories like people that don't live in Southern California that go to Vegas and like maybe haven't gone as often as as we can go like it's an ordeal for them to go to Vegas like they do yeah. so many things and for us because it's just like right there like a three and a half hour drive away or whatever yeah. like we've seen everything and done everything. Like we're fine. Just like having some good food and some good drinks and throwing a 20. And that's in a basically machine. it. We just did a lot of just gambling. We did go to the pool for a little bit. It was so hot. It was like over a hundred degrees both days. Um, and it was super dry. So I'm just like, my body was not loving the dry weather. Um, I just like felt like just my sinuses felt like just that crappy feeling you get with dry weather. But, um, like the first night Jeff was doing sports betting won like a few hundred bucks. And then he kept just doing, he wouldn't, cause he's not a big gambler, but he'd like put in a 20, win like 70 bucks, put in a 20, win like 80 bucks. Like he kept like, so he definitely probably left up. Um, I, I, all I was like, Oh, I can't wait. I was like, let's just not set an alarm. We're just going to sleep in, be lazy. Like when we, that's why we didn't make any brunch reservations. We're like, we'll get up when we get up. And of course, like my body at like 6 45, 7 o'clock was like, hey, wake up. And I was like, <laughs> so Jeff was like zonked out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go get Starbucks, go gamble. So I went and like gambled by myself. And because it was, so, it's nice gambling in the morning because it's like super yeah. quiet and empty. And so I just went gambled. I had won some money. So that like helped me at least not lose so much that night because our last night there, I lost a lot of money. <laughs> I was not having any luck. but left left your money in in Vegas yeah well I mean but I came home with money so I feel like as long as you come home with money you're basically winning that's true like if you don't spend everything you said you were gonna spend I took a certain amount of cash and I came home with some so I I agree with that like if you're planning on just spending that much in the casinos or whatever and you didn't that's a win totally and I didn't even spend (laughs) half of it so because I, I think I did decent and I, but it was like, I was just doing so, you know, like when you're doing so bad gambling at some point, you're like, I'm clearly not going to be lucky tonight. So I just need to stop. That's kind of, cause I kind of wanted to keep going. And Jeff was like, I think I'm going to go back up to the room. And I was like, you know what? I should just too. Cause I'm just going to keep losing money if I stay down here anymore. So yes, to- <sighs> totally get that. That That's why I'm not a, a gambler. I think it just like pains me. Like if I lose 20, that's like kills me. And I don't have the like belief system in gambling to like, be like, well, you have to, you know, lose money to win money kind of thing, which is true in gambling. Um, where like you and same with Jordan, like he's, he's like, you're never going to win anything the way you gamble. Like you don't win by bringing $20 to me. (laughs) Yeah. That's not how you do it, but it just scares me to death. So yeah. And I just like it so quick. Like I push a button and it's gone. Like all of it. I know. And sometimes I just like, like there was a, my slot of choice. There's always like one slot that I do like decent on one day. So then that becomes like my slot for the rest of the trip. And I was, uh, mine was Willy Wonka. I played the Willy Wonka slot all weekend long because they had them at like every casino and that was that, and I liked it because I felt like that slot was letting me win enough money to keep playing, but not win enough money to walk away. 
Well, and sometimes that's enough in a casino. And that was, I was like, I mean, I'm having fun. Like I'd win like 25 bucks and then I win 50 bucks. And I'm, I'm very much the gambler where like, okay, so if I hit, I'll walk, I'll cash out if it hits a hundred dollars, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cash out. So I'll like, and it'll get like, there was one time where it literally, like, let's say it was a hundred dollars. It was like $99 and 96 cents. And I didn't walk away because it wasn't close enough. And I ended up losing it all. And Jeff was like, you're so dumb. I was like, I said a hundred dollars. It wasn't a hundred dollars. But yeah, I just like to play. So if it lets me play for a while, I'm good with that. Um, and it's, I go, when I take my gambling money, I go with the thought that this money is not coming home with me. And if I have money come home with me, then that's great. <laughs> exactly. And you kind of um, have to go in with that mentality of like taking a certain amount and being okay if you lose that amount. Like just treating it like, oh, this is part of like your entertainment yeah, budget that's for your trip. A hundred percent. And if I win, that's super cool. And if I don't, like I'm not gonna. I've never, thankfully, as much as I love to gamble, I thankfully don't have the personality where I'm like spending it all the first night and go hit up the ATM. Like, it's like, I'm like, I know when to stop and I'll be like, I'll try again tomorrow. We'll see if I get more lucky, but. Exactly. But, um, referring back to the first part of this whole conversation, this reminded me of a topic I've been wanting to ask you about Ubers. Okay. What is your vibe in an Uber ride? Like, do you prefer the Uber rides where you just get in their car, they say hello, and then they just mind their business and take you to where you need to go and you can just have a quiet, peaceful ride? Or do you like small talking with Uber drivers? Um, I think it depends because sometimes it's all their personality. Like sometimes I'm just like, Oh my God, this person's crazy. Please stop talking. And other times we have good small chat. I think my preference is I don't mind the small chat when we're doing like a quick ride. Like I know I'm going to be in the car for like two miles. You know what I mean? Um, if we're driving, if you're driving me to LAX airport, like, please don't talk to me for the next hour and 15 minutes. Like, I think it's very much like the length of the drive. And like I said, there's some like where I kind of, I keep the conversation going. Like, I'm just like, cause they'll ask like, Oh, where are you from? And I'll be like, Oh, and then they'll start telling me, I'm like, Oh, what me, what brought you to Vegas? Cause they tell us they're from like some other place. And so I'll like, kind of keep the conversation going where Jeff's just like sitting there silent the whole time. And I'm just yakking <laughs> away with the driver. But, um, I think it's definitely the smaller rides. I don't mind it, but if it's like a long Uber ride, like we don't have to chit chat the whole time. Just give me an iPhone charger and let's just mind our own business. Don't you wish they had like a settings option in your Uber app that could alert the driver to whether or not you like small talk. And then they would know like this person hates it. Like just drive and like throw some tunes on or something. I, I mean, yes, but then wouldn't like, if you said like, please don't talk to me, like, wouldn't you automatically assume like, oh my God, this person's such a bitch. And like, I feel like they wouldn't rate you as like, I don't know. I feel like you're, but I feel like it's not that harsh. I feel like it would just be preferences. Like my preference is Justin Bieber for music. My preference is for you not to speak to me. So Lyft used to have that when Lyft like first became a thing. I do remember that it like asked, like you, you're like had a profile that said like the type of music you like to listen to. And like 
stuff like that. Cause Lyft, if you remember, have you been like doing like the Uber and Lyft thing since the beginning? I don't know when the beginning was, but for years now. Okay. So in the beginning of like, cause I, it all became a thing when I got divorced. So I think I've shared that on here is like, I did Uber driving for like a quick minute after I got divorced because it was at the time really good extra cash. Like I would pull in hundreds of dollars working like for eight hours on a weekend. And, um, the big thing with Uber was it was, it was at the time you had to have like a nice car. Like they had really high standards of like, now I feel like they let any car like drive, like they don't even care (laughs) because sometimes I get in a car and I'm like, Oh my, do you remember last summer, me posting an Uber that I took to the beach, me and we were, and he had like plastic wrapped the inside of the car and it was like a million. And so because of this, he had, it was because this was during COVID. So he was clearly very paranoid, very paranoid about it all. And he had not plastic wrap, but like plastic tarp, like a shower curtain, like a shower curtain. So then now I can't get any AC to me whatsoever because there's like this thick (laughs) layer of plastic. So, and this is like during the heat of summer and the plastics like sticking to my sweaty legs. It was the worst Uber of my life. Um, But what was my point? Oh, that was that they don't care about their standards anymore. So Uber was like the super high class. Like you were supposed to have a good car and like, it was like a chauffeur private service and blah, blah, blah. And then Lyft was like the homie, like you were supposed to like the rules. If you were a Lyft driver, when they first started was you were supposed to encourage the people to sit in the front seat with you, like not in the back. Oh no. And you were supposed to fist bump them when they got into your car. Stop it right now. Are you kidding me? Yes. (laughs) You were supposed to get them to sit in the front with you and you were supposed to fist bump them. Oh my God. This was, this, this was when all the Lyft drivers also had pink fuzzy mustaches on the front of their car. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did you wait, did you do Lyft too, or just Uber? I did both. So you had to fist bump people when they got absolutely not. I never (laughs) once fist bumped one person. I never encouraged them to sit in the front with me. Get your ass in the back. I would be once in a while people would they would just ask you they'd be like can I sit in the front with you and they were people that wanted the small talk like they were chit chat people and I'm like you're like sure yeah I think I think my personality just like hates small talk period even with people I know like yeah even if I'm like in the coffee line at work and I like happen to see somebody I like I know but not really know and then you're like well we're in line together so I feel like I have small talk yeah. Really, I would like to just like check my phone while I'm in line for coffee for five minutes. It's like, and you have to small talk about like how nice the weather is. They're like something stupid and like meaningless. I hate it so much. Yeah. I hate it with people I know. I hate it even worse with strangers. Yeah. So what's the worst? Do you have like a really, really good or a really, really bad experience with an Uber driver or like an Uber or Lyft? Um, I really like as a driver or as a rider, just like uh, you as a passenger, like, do you have like a weird Uber or Lyft story? The only thing I, cause I've had really good luck, 
Um, Jeff and I were in an Uber. I wish I could remember where we were going, but, oh, I think it was in Nashville, actually. Um, the driver was like screaming with, let's say it was Uber. He was screaming with Uber's customer service on the phone with us. And then he hangs up on them, calls them like names or something. And he starts look, he's like looking at us in the rear view mirror, yelling like about what he was complaining. And he had a really strong accent. I don't remember. I think at the time, and I don't know if this was a thing or not, but this is how I remember it is like, they were able to know if you were speeding, like based on the GPS or something. And they were getting fee getting fees for driving too fast. I don't know. I felt like it was something like that. I would have to check with Jeff and see how he remembers it. But I feel like I actually have a video of this because I started recording it on my phone. So he's not watching the road. He's like looking because he wants to make eye contact with us through his rear view (laughs) mirror and is like yelling about Uber and them giving him fees and he can't afford it. And he, it was terrifying. Like I was like, you're yelling. It's scaring me, but you're also not looking at the road. You're driving absolutely yeah, crazy. Dangerous. That is the one crazy ride. Other than that, we've had pretty good. Like we've had people that are like kind of crazy drivers where I'm like holding on for dear life. Um, but yeah, not too much. What about you? Yeah, I've had, I mean, I've had like an Uber driver that like got into conspiracy theories with me one time. Yep. And you're just like a passenger in the back of the car. That's like, this is so weird and inappropriate. And I've had, um, I had an Uber driver one time. So I was, I left, I was trying to be cheap about things right when I got divorced. So I was flying out of John Wayne airport and I didn't want to pay for an Uber for my house. So I was like, well, I will take my car and park at a hotel near the airport and then take so pay for the parking at the hotel and then take an uber from the hotel to the airport so I had like this short little uber ride from the um airport to the hotel to go pick up my car and just the uber driver was just like kind of creepy vibes like wanted me to like pull out my phone and add him on Instagram. Like he was like t- saying he's some like up and coming rapper or something. And like immediately on the spot wanted me to like add him on Instagram. I'm like, I'm not adding you on Instagram. Like when I'm in the car, no. Okay. <laughs> so, so that reminds me of a story. Continue. Sorry. No, there was that one. And then, um, just kind of a funny recent one. Um, when I went out on Cinco de Mayo, our Uber driver on the way back, we got, we get in the car and she was the sweetest lady. She was like this older, not older, but like maybe like in her fifties, uh, Filipino lady. And she immediately apologized when we got in our car and she was like, Oh my gosh, my car like reeks like weed. I'm so sorry. We were like, it's fine. It's fine. She's like, it's not me. It's not me. And we're like, it's fine. You know? And, um, she's like, she was just going off about how mad she was that like the last ride she took, this guy just was like, total stoner like reeked like weed and she was like so embarrassed and tried to cover up the smell and still there and blah 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 and we were like it's fine like I think she was just worried about like you complaining us rating her badly because of the yeah. smell and so we were like no it's fine and um so we we start talking to her and just about all kinds of stuff on the way there and 
she like kind of told us it's crazy how people share their stories in Ubers. Like it's, I feel like there could be a whole podcast about that. Like if you were an Uber driver, like just sharing people's stories that they tell yeah. you would be like a great podcast. But she was sharing her story about like how her, she has two kids, grown adult kids and her husband um, passed away. He got cancer and passed away quickly. And so she went through like a hard time with that and is now just like, kind of like bossing up and figuring out how to like, live and work for herself you know so she has a job and does uber on the side to help herself out but she starts talking about dating and she's like yeah I've kind of just gotten to the place where like I I don't need a man like I I now know that like I can pay my bills and live on my own and I don't need like help from a man she's like I just need one or two a week and I was like oh my god She was like basically like this 50 something year old lady, like basically just like, I need to get some action a couple times a week and I'm good. But like, ain't no man going to come move into my house. Amen, girl. (laughs) It was so funny. So I went on one date with a guy, like on the spot, we like went to dinner. I remember that. Um, And he had texted me after that, but I wasn't like interested, but I did let him take me out to dinner that night. Um, and then there was another guy who he, so there was like, at the time it was popular for you to like make business cards that had your information on it so that people could, if you were like doing Uber for like somebody who traveled and stuff, you could just give them your card so that they could contact you to like pick them up from the airport. So they could like schedule stuff with you. So I had these and I'm like small talking with this guy. He was like super nice. And, um, he was telling me how he does Uber. So we were like exchanging stories and stuff. So like not thinking much, anything of it, I was telling him how like, Oh, like I made these cards and it's actually been nice. I do have people contact me. He was like, Oh, let me see them kind of thing. And so I like showed him what he's like, Oh my gosh, can I take one of these? Like, I want to do that, like, get this. I want to do this too. Kind of thing. I was like, yeah, absolutely. So then like later that night he ends up like, so now he like has my number because he took one of the cards and I'm telling you, this guy texted me all the time asked. And I'm like, I never got like a creepy vibe from him. I just had like zero interest where, um, so I never felt like threatened where I had to like block him or any, but like, wasn't giving it up. Like he was going to keep trying to ask me (laughs) out and I would just keep coming up with nice from your house too. What? Had he picked you up from your house? No, no, no. I was the driver. Oh, you were the driver. Yes. And he was telling me how he also Ubers and we were just exchanging Uber stories, but I had driven him and then he had asked for one of my cards. So he had my number, never asked if he could call me or text me. He just did it and proceeded to ask me out numerous times. Then of course, because he saved my number in his phone. And at the time my number was, I guess, linked to my Instagram, he started following me on Instagram. It was like all too much. And then I eventually had to just block him on everything. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is a little creepy. This but then what's hilarious though, is I do see him pop up on Facebook in an angels group that I'm in. Oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> How funny. I'm just like, oh my God, that's the creepy Uber guy. <laughs> So, oh my God. Um, okay. And then last Uber story, and then we can move on. Did I ever, cause I feel like I've maybe talked about some of this before. So did I ever, did I tell you guys about the stripper story? I don't think so. I feel oh like my I gosh. remembered a stripper story. So my very, very first night Ubering, 
I get a ride to a strip club in Anaheim. And I'm assuming that when I get to the strip club, I'm just going to be picking up like some guys leaving the strip club or something. Nope. Picking up a stripper after her shift. And she lived in freaking (laughs) like studio city or something. I had to drive her all the way from Anaheim two out there and she was crazy like (laughs) she had like and then but then I'm like so I'm like okay I want a small chat with this girl though because she had all these stories and then like mid-conversation she ends up falling asleep in the backseat because it's like probably like midnight or something and I had to like we got to her house out in like far far it was like out by like Universal Studios I think it was like yeah it was so far and I had to like wake her up and be like hey we're home (laughs) and then it was just like one of those things where it was just like oh my god like what did I get myself into because now it's also like midnight and I'm stuck out in LA like so far away oh my gosh but yeah that was my very first night or at least first weekend I don't remember if it was the first night or the first weekend doing uber and I was just like oh my god what have I gotten into (laughs) crazy last Uber story that I have to share and then I swear we will move on this is not about me but it's um a friend that a few years ago her and her boyfriend went day drinking on St. Patrick's Day so they both took St. Patrick's Day off work they went down to Huntington Beach and just day drank at all the bars down there and got super super hammered and called an Uber to take them home her boyfriend ended up puking in the Uber (gasps) So the Uber driver clearly was not happy and pulled over and like asked them to get out of the car. Um, and so they got out of the car. And so now they're just like standing on like, you know, the side of like a sidewalk or something. And the Uber driver being pissed left and called 911 when he left and told them like there's two drunk people on the sidewalk or whatever. Both of them got arrested and taken to jail. <laughs> for public public intoxication also got oh yeah they had to go to court and everything for public intoxication because their uber driver left them on the side of the road and got slapped with a very very expensive cleaning fee well i was just gonna say i know the cleaning fee that's probably this i was gonna say i know the cleaning fee is like around 300 bucks or something but that guy was, that's, I mean, it sucks because, well, I mean, I don't feel sorry for somebody puking in somebody else's car. That freaking sucks. I would have been pissed. Um, and I would have kicked them out of my car too, but the fact that somebody was trying to be responsible and Uber and then still got screwed. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Like I see both sides. Cause if I was the driver, I'd be mad too, but I also don't think I would have called the police like you said they were trying to be responsible it's not like you saw a drunk driver no I would have kicked them out I would have yeah I would have kicked them out I would have contacted uber to get my cleaning fee but I wouldn't have called the cops to get them arrested no but yeah that that actually happened had to go to court and everything over (laughs) oh my gosh that's definitely my favorite uber story um yeah that's crazy but uh (laughs) All right. So how, um, let's see any job updates or anything. Yes. So I actually talked on my Instagram stories for a little bit today, um, and started to share a little bit just cause I felt so weird sharing too much just because I know like 
First of all, I feel like I've been looking for a new job for months and I've not gotten anywhere. And so like that whole part of like telling people you're doing something and not having it lead anywhere is like not fun to do. (laughs) To be fair, I think that's a common thing. I don't think you're the only one out there who looks for a job and doesn't get anything. Like, I think that's an extremely relatable situation to be in. Exactly. No, I definitely agree with that. But that is the reason I think I've hesitated to share is just because I'm like, okay, I feel like I've been looking since like February or something like that. And just like nothing, nothing, nothing until recently. And, um, now that like all of a sudden, like, I think I shared last week, I revamped my resume again, and I'm really tailoring it like towards, um, certain jobs that I'm applying for. And I'm getting like calls left and right. Like I'm in two, um, with two companies, I am in the final interview process for, so those will both happen next week. And that is exciting that I've gotten this far, but I'm also trying to be like realistic of like, I'm not the only one in these final interviews. (laughs) So, so it's great to know that I'm able to get that far. Um, but I still know, like, it's still competitive. I'm still going up against both of these, um, but I've also just had, Sorry, both of these jobs are um, fully remote, correct? Yeah, both of them are fully remote. Both of them would be a pay increase for me. Both of them would be um, new new job titles, obviously, because the job titles do not translate from higher ed to the corporate world and um, room for growth at both jobs, which those are the three things I've said I'm looking for is fully remote, more money. Like I'm not going to leave for, if it's not for more money. And then I want to like, know I can move ahead. I don't want to move to a position where I'm just going to be there forever. Just like, I feel like I've been in my current job. So that, that's kind of like where I'm or what I'm looking for. And specifically my search has kind of been in tech just because that seems like that's where a lot of jobs are, but it scares me too, because tech is growing so much and it's so exciting and startups are so exciting, but with the potential of a recession (laughs) coming to, you know, which they're talking about, it's like, oh, like it makes looking for a job just so scary and so hard, but it's like, I know I'm not the only one that's looking for a job. I, I know that the potential of the potential of layoffs is real, even in higher ed with how low enrollment is in community colleges right now. So I know I can't like live in fear with my decision. I know I just have to like take risks and that's where I am. And it feels good that I'm like finally getting traction on things and it feels like it's happening really fast. Like Jordan, um, is a recruiter. So he's like great with advice on this kind of stuff. He helps people every single day with job interviews and trying to get hired at companies. Um, so I like ask him a lot of questions and like, he's basically like, he gives great advice. I'll get into that. Some of that in a minute, but he like told me today. So I called him and I'm like, um, a lot's happened in an hour, like within an hour today, like I text Laura too. And I'm like, within an hour, I got like invited to a second interview, started the interview or had a company contact me to start the interview process. Like I had even sent Laura my resume for a Taco Bell job, like forever ago. I feel like, I feel like it was like a month ago. I'm like, well, that went nowhere. They contacted me today. And then I also had an opportunity in my current district I work for 
um, for a transfer position that would transfer to HR. So I was like, well, that'd be kind of cool. I'd get HR experience and like that could open a lot of doors, but that also doesn't help me with the making more money because it's a lateral move. And it also doesn't solve my remote option. So I kind of crossed that one out. But Jordan was basically like, you are, you need to like reel it in. Like, he's like, I usually advise my candidates like not to be interviewing with more than three, like three companies at a time. Because he's like, you're going to burn yourself out. Um, and I do feel a little burnout yeah. <laughs> with this search. Like, I feel like it's just gotten so busy in the past two weeks, but I think you just now, like at this point you can, I mean, if a job really screams at you, you can apply for it, but I wouldn't just like go, like I'd give it a week or two, see how some of this stuff plays out, how you feel after interviewing and then kind of go from there. But, um, that's super exciting. Obviously, like I know I've shared my concern about the Taco Bell job, not maybe paying, um, as much as you'd like. Um, even though I don't really know, but, um, I mean, it would be awesome if you did go to Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) It would, it'd be so fun. Yeah, I know. I, I feel excited. I feel like my level of excitement will just crash in a week or two if I don't get either of the job offers, but I also, that's part of, part of the job hunt. Like if everybody got the first job, they made it to a final interview to like that's not the way it works. So I'm, I'm understanding of that. So I'm trying to be realistic, but are these, um, are these companies located in SoCal? No, neither are located in SoCal, but both are fully remote. So one of them, their headquarters is in Boise, Idaho. And the other one is in New York. Oh, nice. Yeah. I know. I'm like, Oh, never been to New York. Do you, do you have a reason for me to come visit? I'll come visit. Well, that's the thing. (laughs) Like if, I'm sure a lot of these remote jobs at some point you would do travel to their headquarters and stuff like that. Yeah, I would that's, assume. that's exciting. It's just, it's just all so different from what I know, period, in the public sector. Like you're, like you're learning and have learned at Taco Bell in the private sector. Like it's just so different. Like even their interview processes are so different, you know? um, that I'm just, I'm learning it all. And the more I'm finding that like, cause I stress during interviews, I don't like it. Like leading up to it. I'm like trying to think of every single reason to like cancel the interview and just like, I'm trying to talk myself out of it before I even like have the interview, you know? Yeah. So the more I do, the more practice I'm getting, the more comfortable I'm getting, the less I stress. Like I remember the first interview I had, I spent like the whole night before up all night, practicing interview questions, woke up early, took half a day off of work to prep for it. Like so stressed. So it's like everyone I do, like I kind of like memorize the answers a little bit more. I already, I already have examples ready for things and like, the, like how they say practice makes perfect. It does. And, um, Jordan gave me some really good advice that actually made me laugh, but it's so true. So when I was stressing about my first interview, he told me like to treat interview, like interviewing, like dating, basically. He's like, why are you stressing? Like they, because like, I stress about dates too. It, yeah. Little does he know, but he was like, just treat it like dating. He's like, you're great at dating. So you should be great at interviewing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, thanks. That feels like a definite compliment. But yeah, he's like, yeah. And also on a date, I'm usually having a glass of wine or a drink. (laughs) I'm not on an interview. Yeah. 
it's a little different but yeah no he's like treat it like a first like a first date with the employer like it's not just and this is what I think people forget in job searches too um it's not just the company figuring out if you're right for them like you also need to figure out if you're right for that company a hundred percent and when I first started looking for jobs that was not a consideration for me at all I felt like this desperation to like get out of higher ed and find some, and I would have taken anything. And now the more research I've done and the more interviews I've done and vibes I get from different companies, like some being better than others. It's like, that is true. Like you, you are dating them too. Like you're figuring out if they're right for you just as uh, much. I feel like that's exactly advice I gave you when you first started online dating. I think it, it was the same thing I had said, like, don't just be nervous. Like you're nervous, but they like, you're not the only one choosing, like they get like, or they're not the only one choosing you. You are the one interviewing and choosing as well. And I think that's a really good point that Jordan made, um, in regards to interviewing as well. Absolutely. No, I totally remember when you were telling me that. And I remember it clicking. Like I remember, cause I re- always remember with dating, just being like, so concerned with like, Oh my God, are they going to like me? Are they going to like this or whatever? It's like, well, if you're not yourself on a first date, then they're going to like somebody who's like, not even you, you know, which is the same in a job interview. It's like, be honest about things. Like if they ask you a question that says, do you mind traveling 50% of the time? And if you don't want to travel 50% of the time and you say, yeah, I don't mind just because you're like desperate to get a job. They're not learning the real you. You're not being the real you with them. You don't want to travel 50% of the time. So you really do, even if it means that you're not going to get a job by answering a question, honestly, um, you kind of have to, because you don't want to end up with a, in a bad relationship with your employer. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, Um, isn't it so nice interviewing via zoom right now versus in person? Oh my God. Yes. I feel like I can just have so many more notes out. Like I can kind of just like have my setup have my space. And because you're already so nervous as it is, I just loved being able to interview via Zoom. I hope I can always do this because first of all, higher ed interviews are like, you have to wear like a suit basically to an interview. It's very formal. You walk in, it's like a panel of people at like a conference table. It's very serious. Like there's no good vibes in that room. It's all like procedure, like blah, 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 gag. It's awful. Um, every zoom I've been on has been like very casual. Like the first one I was like all dressed up hair, makeup done. And the girl on the other end was like literally in like a North face fleece. (laughs) Oh yeah. One of, one of my TV, TV interviews. Um, like I remember two of the girls were like in their sports bra, gym tank tops and their hair was like in a messy bun. And I, I'm like in my nice, I'm probably wearing pajama pants, but I was like in a nice blouse hair and makeup done. And I'm just like, okay, we don't have to get dressed up for this job. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm definitely not going to expect that that's the vibe everywhere I interview for. So I'm not in like a blazer for these interviews in my bedroom, but like, I am like, yeah, it's like pajamas yeah. on the bottom and like just a nice top with like a necklace or something on top, but it's just so different yeah. um, from any interview I've had in the last decade, you know? Um, but I can tell you a really embarrassing story from one of my interviews that I actually forgot about until right in this moment. Oh my God. Yes. Tell me more. So, um, 
So you were talking about having, so this is the first part of the story. You were talking about having like notes and stuff up, right? Which is really nice. Like yes. I do that during these Zoom interviews. Like I'll have a little sticky note with like, you know, five points of like what I want to drive across in the interview or whatever. And I'll have like, some scenarios up on a word document. So in one of my um, second interviews that I had this week, they, I was meeting with an engineering team for a tech company and they asked me to share my screen. And I was like obsessively trying to click out of like everything. Well, you know, you can choose what you share on your screen, right? I know, but I was like dying. Like, I'm like, if they see that I have like interview notes up that wasn't even the most embarrassing part but I was like calmly like stressing out who asks you to share a screen during an interview and not prepare you to do that like if you had to do a presentation or something then okay I don't under but why did you what were you sharing your screen about so it was like the it, it was it's a customer success management position so this specific position does customer success and also a little bit of customer service because they are such a small company. So this particular question had to do with, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. It was more on the customer success side. And it was like having me look at a website and like kind of evaluate this website for like, I can't remember. It was weird. So they made me share my screen to click the link to the website. So I don't know why they didn't share their screen. I don't know. It was what probably I- a test to see like if I knew how to do it yeah like does this girl know how to work zoom like I don't know that's you're, so you're actually that's funny I never thought about that but you're probably right yeah because working in a remote environment you have to learn you have to know how to do those things if, yeah. if you've told somebody you have experience working remote you should know how to share your screen on zoom but no here's where it gets embarrassing So the interview was an hour long. It was split 30 minutes and 30 minutes. So 30 minutes was with three people from their engineering team. The other 30 minutes was was with two of their, uh, the director of marketing and the director of business development. So in the second interview, everything's going great. Like I got great vibes from everybody in this interview. And then one of the last questions from the director of business development, he asked, a question about working remote and he's like you know um working from home and working remote he's like how do you like something about like how do you um it wasn't staying on task but it was something about working remote and like how do you like stay productive and yeah stay productive and like something like that I can't remember the exact words ask me why (laughs) oh god I'm so embarrassed right now Ask me why I told him. (laughs) (laughs) Ask me why I told him how early I I wake up to take a shower. wait okay hold on i'm breathing i'm like crying right now (laughs) me too i literally i literally answered the question (laughs) oh my god i wish you guys were on our zoom right now (laughs) 
wake up early <laughs> to take a shower. Wait, what? <laughs> and, I, and I talked about like stupid. <laughs> like I misinterpreted the question like absolutely a hundred percent, and it wasn't until I was done answering it that I was like. I'm pretty sure that's not what he meant. <laughs> Wait, we have to go back. I'm sorry. Wait, you told him about showering? What? <laughs> I was like, I'm a morning person, so I get up in the morning and I'm like ready for the day. Like I take a shower like before my day starts. <laughs> I'm like telling him how like if I need a break, I'll just like take a quick walk. <laughs> as soon as I answered it I'm like that's not what he meant (laughs) and what did he say oh okay he did he like he was just like like I was like mortified but I think I like helped like I think I played it off very much like like I was like that's totally what you meant and what you wanted to know yeah I think I almost made him think like maybe he worded his question wrong yeah. yeah so so it was after the interview that I was just like oh my god that's so embarrassing but I got invited to a final interview next week so it must not have <laughs> he must Amazing. have been really impressed <laughs> oh my god thank you for that good laugh I needed it <laughs> oh my god it was so yeah that was embarrassing but that's the only embarrassing moment of interviewing so far that I've had and that takes the cake I can say that the thing I hated the most is when they ask you a question and you're just like in silence and you're like I can and it probably only is like five seconds at most but it feels like you're sitting in silence for a minute trying to like come up with an answer and well and Jordan told me so when he was like prepping me for the interview he actually told me that he's like there will be questions that catch you off guard that you don't know what to say and he's like have a have a water bottle next to you and he's like, if it is one of those, he's like, do not do it every time. If you do it every time, then it's going to look like a strategy. But if it is one where you need <laughs> an extra couple seconds to think, take a sip of your water to give yourself a couple extra seconds to think and then answer. I'm like, that's, oh, that's smart. Idea. That is good. Um, oh, whew. Does he have any, did like, I don't know, because I'm sure there's people looking for jobs. Did he have any other like fun facts or not facts, but like tips and tricks for interviewing he had like so many tips or tricks um I wrote down a few of them I have like a whole note in my phone from everything but I wrote a few down to share with people here um he suggested having like five takeaways like if you could only tell them five things about who you are and what you want them to know um and to make sure that like you don't get lost in sharing those things like have a sticky note or something that has those five bullet points So you make sure to drive those home. Um, He also talked about how important answering every single question with like a story or a skill or, you know, some, some example, because he's like, if you just answer a question without an example, like they're, they're going to think you like Googled the answer. They're not. And he's like pro tip. He's like, you can make up the example too. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to really have happened. Would it be best if it really happened? Yes, but they don't know. Yeah. Um, and then he also suggested 
looking at their job, obviously job descriptions and their mission statements and looking for keywords. So like sometimes in a, like for example, one of the jobs I posted for had um, attention, attention to detail like four times in the job description, right? He's like, yeah. that's clearly important to them that they have someone that pays attention to detail. He's like, mention that in the interview, like that, if that came up four times. Um, he said always to come prepared with questions for them. So I don't think they do that in higher ed interviews where they ask you if you have questions, which they do in the, in the public sector or or the private sector. So that was new for me too, like to come with questions. Really? See, we always ask, we always ask if they have questions for us when I would do interviews at the university. I, maybe we do. I just don't, I don't remember doing that part or maybe I just didn't have, um, questions but yeah those were some of the key things I mean he gives me advice every day because I feel like it's all I talk about right now yeah (laughs) so I'll keep trying to like jot down any advice that he gives me because he does have really really good advice this is what he does for a living and a lot of the advice he's given me has been really helpful um so I will keep sharing it as we go but hopefully hopefully soon I'll have some exciting advice yes I'll have some exciting news yes oh my god sorry my stomach is still hurting so bad from laughing so hard (sighs) I'm like you know know when you feel like you're like oh my god I could not I could not get the words out I was dying (laughs) well I mean I'm so excited that you have like numerous interviews and opportunities next week and or actually by the time this airs I think you've already had a couple of them yeah, by the time this airs that same day, I will have a final and a first interview that day. Love it. I know. All right. Well, I think you know what time it is, Steph. I think I think it's time, Laura. Let's go ahead and hit it. Flavor of the week. All right, Steph, what's your flavor of the week? My flavor of the week, we are back to choosing a song and it is my current song on repeat. So this song, it is called You Proof by Morgan Wallen. And this song he put out like months ago, just like a little 20 second sound clip of it. And that was it. It was like a sound clip from his phone or something like a teaser, just kind of like, and I'm working on this song and I was obsessed with it. Is this and a country out- person? Yes. Oh, okay. So I was then like, I don't know who out- this is. Then he put out a second teaser of the song and I'm like even more obsessed with it. But this was months and months and months and months ago. Like this was forever ago. I'm like, is he ever going to release this song? Well, he finally released it last Friday and I'm obsessed. It's on repeat. I listen to it like all day, every day. I love it so much and (laughs) I'm not going to stop listening to it. So you should probably listen to it too. It's a really, really, really good song. All right. I'll check it out. I'll see if it's as good as Buss It. <laughs> well, what is your flavor of the week? My flavor of the week is, I feel like it just has to be my flavor of the week because this bad boy pays the bills and has been a big part of my life lately. And I've had two of them this week and I feel like I need to share the love and y'all need to get your asses to Taco Bell and get a Mexican pizza because it's back and Mexican pizza is my flavor of the week. <laughs> okay. That I feel like for the last two days, that is all I have seen on the gram. 
Okay, this has been a brilliant thing because it truly is like the comeback I think Taco Bell was hoping it would be. I mean, this has been like huge for PR. Like it's literally Mexican pizza has been all over the place on social media, on the news, everything. So I came across this. I randomly, like, I was just curious what kind of TikTok videos people were making for the Mexican pizzas yesterday. So I was just going, I've never had a Mexican pizza. I probably need to try one, but mine would be like, no lettuce, no onion, no tomato. Well, there's <laughs> none like of- a tostada shell with like the meat and beans or whatever. Well, there's no lettuce and tomato or, or there actually is some tomato on it, but that's not necessary. But there's no lettuce or onions or any of that on it. Oh, well then I, I need to try one. Yeah, it's just the shells with uh, beans, meat, cheese, and sauce. Ooh, I'm going to I'm gonna try one for sure because all the um, videos I watched, like they look really good. Yeah. Um, but I came across this one girl's video and her video was like nothing that exciting. Like she was just like excited that the Mexican pizzas were back and she's been like waiting for it. So she got her pizza or whatever, but she had gotten her nails done in preparation for the Mexican pizzas coming out. And every single nail was one of the different colored hot sauce packets. Cute. With, like, it literally looked like the hot sauce packet, like the writing and everything. It was so yeah. freaking cute. I'm like, you are a super fan. Yeah, we've, uh, we always get tagged in a lot of um, Taco Bell inspired nail art and tattoos. Like those Love are it. like the p- big, a lot of people do the Taco Bell nails and tattoos, but yeah, no, the Mexican pizza has been a really fun, big deal, um, for the last couple of months. Cause I mean, it started with the start of our partnership with Doja Cat and then Doja Cat announced that it was coming back at Coachella and that got a ton of like press about that. Um, and then now we're doing currently in the process of doing a musical, Mexican pizza, the musical that that gets is going to be airing on TikTok next week. So when this airs, I'm trying to remember, I think it's next Thursday. So when this airs, it'll be tomorrow. Um, I think it's 8 p.m. Pacific. So 5 p.m. Eastern, it's going to be like a live musical on TikTok. And um, yeah, there's like some Doja Cat, some Dolly Parton. It's going to be good good stuff, but yeah, no, the Mexican pizza stuff has been a lot of fun and, um, it's been a lot of excitement and everybody keeps thanking me as if I brought it back when I have nothing to do with it, but, (laughs) um, yeah, I'm a big Mexican pizza fan and I feel like I was like, I used, this was like my jam, like in junior high and high school, I loved a Mexican pizza. And then I kind of like, didn't have them for a while. I remember getting me and Jeff got one when we found out it was going to go away but um, I feel like because it's just part of all the hype, it's been kind of fun to get one this week. But yeah, it's been all over the place. Oh, yeah. People it's are been... stoked that it is back. Yeah. So if you haven't already, get your ass to Taco Bell and get a Mexican pizza and enjoy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us this week for the new... Oh, I need to start over. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Wine Every Matter podcast. If you don't already, you should join us in our private Facebook group. Just search Club Wine Over Matter and request to join. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or have an iTunes account, please don't forget to take a moment, leave us a five-star rate and review. You can even rate us on Spotify now. And if you don't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Wine Over Matter Pod. Thanks again. We will see you at the same time next week with a glass in hand. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.